0: Dented it, it dented
1: Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake, with me are those couples Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex. We also have Terry. This week, we're here to talk about Enemy of the World, written by David Whitaker, directed by Barry Lutz, aired December 23rd, 1967, to January the 27th, 1968. Before we begin, it is time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 60-second plot synopsis on your mark oh,
2: Okay, it's the doctor friends are here. This is a guy named uh, Kent, and Kent's like, I'm gonna... Wait, no. Somebody was shooting at them, and were... it was really funny. He was over in the ocean, and then they ran away, and Kent was like, come with me! And they sent a girl in a helicopter, and he saved him. He's like, my name's Kent, and I'm... A big guy. There's a dude named Soundbatter who's a small guy. He's a piece of shit. We need to murder him. And the doctor's like, I don't kill, but I'm interested. So they go figure out that the guy's kind of a dick. And they meet a new named Benick who's a bit of a dick. And they meet a guy named Bruce who's a bit of a dick. And then... They try and find evidence. The whole episode is just finding evidence. And then they get to the end and there's a big twist. And there's also like people stuck inside of a pit from the radiation of a war that doesn't exist. That salamander was confusing everybody. And it turns out that salamander and not were in on it together. It was bullshit. And then they explode and then they kill each other. Except for salamander's not Time. dead. He's in the TARDIS and then Stop he falls talking. out of the TARDIS
1: when they hit the switch. I love how you remember everybody's name except for the woman who's in ninety percent of the story. Ah, Danish. That's the guy. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Mary, Astrid. She wasn't in Faria. Most of
3: it. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like Farrier, but Faria. Oh yeah, it's so del- like you have two female characters that are not your companion. Did you they give pass one of the them- test?
3: Did this episode they did, pass? Yes.
1: Nice. This passes the Bechdel test. But they give the main character the last name Ferrier, which with a British accent, they pronounce Faria, and then name the other woman Faria. <laughs> what the? <laughs> There's two people. Give them different names. <laughs> Can't Roll be done. creative. No. <laughs> Too hard. Rant over. Before we begin, more rants and more shenanigans. We play a game here on this show, where these nerds guess what some other nerds uh, did by putting all the stories in order and where this one falls in that order. Everyone got it. I think got so. It. That makes Nailed sense it. to me.
4: Rants and Shenanigans. That's our 20... new podcast name.
1: I'll go to Alex first because he's in the lead. Alex, in 2013, the year that this story was found and released to the public there was a poll in doctor magazine ranking all 156 classic stories on that ranking where did this one fall i'm gonna go 47 bob i will give all of you one hint oh no out of all of the stories between the 1998 poll and the 2013 poll, this one moved the most.
0: I'm sticking with it. 40, what did I say? 48? 47?
1: Mm. 47. 47 there, Bob. Terry, I think technically you you took the lead in our game because uh, Alex did real bad last time. Or the last one that I have edited so far. <laughs> yeah. Good shift, huh? So how do you go Next.
5: Well, this is kind of scary, because I was thinking the same as Alex. I'm going with 42.
1: Jill.
4: 31.
1: Cody.
3: (laughs) You know what he's doing.
1: (laughs) Are you ready, Jake? I'm ready. Is it going to be number one or number 156? (laughs) It's number one, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. It
2: moved all the way from 156 to 1 in
1: two different (laughs) things. Sam?
3: Numero 5.
1: Wow. In the 1998 poll. Bill, did you get one? Yeah. Oh, It was number 110. And now it's number 1. It moved 76 spots to number 35. Four. Yeah. close Jill. enough
5: Jill's so close
4: I was going to say 36 would have been even closer
2: I violated my own uh, numerical policy that I've statistically calculated this algorithm that I will win over time <laughs> just based off of averaging these out <laughs> towards which side of the 50 mark
3: I do not regret my decision because these
2: episodes were off the fucking chain out of pocket, straight. Okay, I'll stop. You guys can talk. No, keep, go, keep going. Let's let's begin. <laughs> uh, yes, fellow children. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna post something <laughs> in the Discord here real quick. You can post this on Twitter too. This is the greatest fucking scene in all of old Who that I've ever watched in my <laughs> entire life. It just speaks volumes to this the to, uh, the entire set of here, episodes. Play it. Um They right into the microphone. Oh well, well, here. Oh, I, I suppose it'll probably be
3: just be noise. But, there's yeah. a child.
2: There's a child. I apologize, <laughs> <laughs> but she just takes the gun. The guy falls out of the doorway, <laughs> and
1: uh, uh, Bruce's glasses
2: are just crooked, and he's like, "Just
1: shoot me, bitch." So what Cody just showed us all is the scene in, um. The place where... What's his name? Giles is... What's that guy's name? Bruce. No, the guy... Where where they are. The guy who's, like, staying there.
2: Oh, Kent, yeah. Yeah. Clark
1: Kent. Kent. Giles Kent. Giles Kent. Giles Kent. That's what I said. So it's where... Where Kent is staying, and... Astrid... Like, they're all... The guards are there, and Bruce is there. And Astrid just... While everyone is talking, just walks to the back of the frame and then just bodies a dude and takes his gun, and he just falls out of frame, like, out a door, and never gets up. <laughs> you never <laughs> see him, like, stand up <laughs> or anything? She just takes his gun and just kind of, like, just motions at him, and he is uh, d- he is just taken off the face of the earth.
3: <laughs> that's also not the only time that happened in this story.
1: No, that's a story. lot. That happens a lot. Dude, Astrid bodies, like, seven dudes <laughs> in the story. She... I'm gonna assume they all died. So she... <laughs> She has the highest body count of <laughs> any single character in Doctor Who.
3: Well, they, okay, there was actually a high body count in this story, too, I feel like.
2: cause of oh, yeah. Um, yeah,
3: Jamie, like, jumped onto the balcony, like, came out of nowhere <laughs> and grabbed this other dude's gun who also just fell over.
2: Yo, hot tip with Jamie, by the way, wearing the same skirt as Victoria the whole time. Hell yeah. <laughs>
3: I did not know. What? You didn't know that?
2: No. Yeah, they're wearing the same kilt. except for <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they kind of... Oh, no.
0: Okay. Well, hers is a little shorter, but I thought it was funny because in previous stories, she was all like, oh, it's too short. And now she's mm. just going for it. Mm.
1: Yeah. When you listen to interviews with the actress, she's just like... Everyone gets to wear hot clothes except me. I'm gonna start wearing hot clothes. Fuck off.
3: <laughs> I don't you care tell. what my character would do.
1: You could tell she was
2: having issues with that when the TARDIS was doing the, the rumble scene.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's what they do, is I and asked they did the it with the TARDIS um, rumble scenes. <laughs> they did it with the younger female characters in uh Hartnell's era, like they take these characters out of time and they're supposed to be from the past, but after one story, they're just 60s kids. like, And they're just dressed like... like, Nobody in Jamie's time would have ever had a Beatles haircut, but Jamie rocks one the whole time.
0: (laughs) I did think it was interesting, though, like both Jamie and Victoria, when the helicopter landed early in the first episode, and the lady's like, come over here. Both of them are like, oh my God, what is that thing? We can't, we can't. 'Cause they were like afraid of
1: it. It was I love when they finally do get in because they have no choice and they're flying, Jamie asks, What is this? and the doctor's like, Oh, it's a helicopter and he's like, What's that? A chopper, what's that? A oh, whirly bird. Hey, hey, dude. <laughs> I don't need synonyms for helicopter. <laughs> I need you to tell me what the fuck is happening.
0: And then he finally said, Oh, it's a primitive form of like air
2: flight or whatever. Yeah. It's like just leave easy. with that. Also, what's primitive about a helicopter? He yeah. goes
3: in spaceships, like he travels to the future.
0: But also, in that time of 2018, uh, they travel by rocket, so I would think it's pretty primitive. Yeah, that's a pretty good point.
2: I suppose for yes, the time, this
1: does take place in the far-flung future of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes,
3: the future, ah. with when all of absolutely the modern...
1: everything is the same except. We can travel quickly by rocket, which we're not like super far away from. And one man has the power to control natural disasters, (laughs) which, uh, you know, whatever.
4: And there's so many guns.
1: Yeah, but they're all just pistols. They're the same guns we have now. It's all the same P-38.
2: Like, aren't there English handguns? What do you think the P-38
1: is? That's what James Bond uses. The P-38? That's a German handgun. Oh, no, he uses the Walther p Something. Something.
3: Doss also
1: Germans. a German
2: handgun.
3: <laughs> I
4: was Yeah, yeah but really that's what
1: Bond uses.
3: Smith and Wesson. I
4: was really unimpressed with their like futuristic ideas of 2018.
5: Like their wallpaper. There mm. was like,
4: there's just nothing
3: futuristic about it,
2: bro. I mean, Do there's you see a the lot tailoring? of like silver and you know mm-hmm. video
3: monitoring and
4: <laughs>
3: rockets to of... the mid- Middle Earth
1: yeah traveling the entire planet in a few hours
2: and everything was zoned the the astral asian zone
1: yeah a one world government
2: yeah that's pretty neat
1: it's cool it's cool
2: all right so have they did they have uh alien interactions
0: like why why have a one world government if if you're not dealing
1: with other worlds you know what i mean
3: Natural disasters.
1: It's the it's the natural progression once overpopulation starts, and that's what this is like. There's overpopulation, lack of food, and that's how Salamander gained power is by creating a device to increase food production.
2: Hmm. That's the right. He was storage. bottling the
1: sun. Yeah. Yeah, they could grow four crops in a growing season.
2: Yeah, if you have that kind of power, we can't uh, you even would, grow. You need a central government. You one just crop wait until season. every other country well they'd probably go to war with you for you well food. And then
1: he would wait or he would uh you know create a natural disaster go to that place and bring aid so everyone loved him and then blame the local leaders for not listening to him when they warned him or when he warned them and then he could do that to get them out of power and gain more power for himself but- with the end goal being running the world Slimy bitch, and what it's was a really his... smart story? Like this yeah. could easily have been any James Bond movie yeah. in the sixties and seventies. Number five uh,
3: yeah. on the list, Jake.
1: I was feeling James Bond. What was his underground game, though? Like, what
0: was he gonna do with them? Science. They were running the machines. Like the machine that created yeah. the natural disaster, but that's all he was using them for. He wasn't trying to like rule them, even though he already kind of did.
1: Yeah, because I, I imagine it's like you can't. Like, if if they knew what they were really doing, you wouldn't be able to get anyone to do it. But if you made them think there's a war going on and they're saving people, mm. then you can convince them to do it.
3: Also, but really, they're just
1: killing innocent people like the entire country of Turkey, <laughs> which is now gone.
3: Everyone underground was under his leadership. So once he figured out everything above ground, he already had these followers, too. Underground. Mm-hmm. double the followers double the fun
2: don't talk anymore double make Those gum poor
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and all they had to do was just invent like social media and he could have just done it on that instead of an underground <laughs> device right
1: yeah <laughs> this has already been just, done just say there was a natural disaster and when everyone says no there wasn't just say fake news and <laughs> <laughs> you know just win there's a uh, a podcast I was listening to talking about how prescient this story is. The The podcast was from 2018. And they're like, yeah, there's a a dictator with stupid hair who can't talk, who has an orange face. Oh, no. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Patrick Troughton cannot wait to brown himself up or go into blackface <laughs> like he... <laughs> Just wants to do this all the time. Like, he could have been... Salamander could have been from anywhere. There's no reason for him to be from one particular place when he's like, nope, Mexico. Yeah, he's got (laughs) to do
0: Scarface. Hey, what are you doing here, huh?
2: (laughs) Great. Great. Say hello to my little friend.
1: Well, then he's like, "Well, I can't really do a Mexican accent. I just want to brown my face up." So, <laughs> can you put in the script that, like, he's from Yucatan but has a lot of other influences because he's a world traveler?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Still, he he decisively made two very different characters.
1: Oh yeah, when I I was just thinking about it after the fact, but when he's in the bunker. Talking to those people that have been trapped down there, I legit like feel like I'm watching a different show, and it's just a complete. That's just a different character, and it's not even Patrick Chowton. It's incredible how he so easily transforms. When you see the two characters within minutes of each other, you just forget.
3: Probably why this was rated so high. It's like you're not even watching Doctor Who.
1: That's
0: that's acting though, because like I get kind of the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Guys.
1: I was really hoping this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I I get the
0: reverse with with the doctor character whenever the uh, actor changes because I'll be thinking of an episode and I'll think it's played by a certain doctor and then it's not and I was like, holy fuck, it's so weird. Like it it just blends. It's I don't know. It's hard to describe. That's just because you're dumb. Ah, uh, Jake, I would <laughs> direct you to a lot of other people that do the same shit. Yeah, a lot of people are
2: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> most of them what happened to Benick like he tried oh. to shoot the dude opening the door and then disappeared probably went to prison and is just getting yeah, it yeah he got
5: arrested at the end yeah he got
2: arrested ah uh, cause what but a that, slimy
0: motherfucker that he was dude?
2: creepy
1: looking oh man that dude was the villain salamander mm-hmm. good guy <laughs> <laughs> happy to watch any show he's on but that fucking Benick dude is so like just watching him you just feel gross
2: it's i feel like he's got the anti witches peak where he's balding into a point
1: so <laughs> widow's widow's peak
2: yeah whoever whoever had the assignment for make this dude look like an evil motherfucker nailed you know, it you know how like snape as a meme is that's <laughs> how i feel like that character is that yeah he's wish.com he's snape like, yeah, it's just, hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you will be happy to know he shows up two more times in Doctor Who, that actor. Is That'll his great. hair
3: the same, though? I hope he's
1: a good guy in one of them. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he plays okay. a Time Lord in one. Holy shit. So An evil bad. Time Lord, through for sure. So, I don't remember exactly, I don't remember who the other person was, but there's two actors in this that play the same Time Lord in different stories a Time Lord named Castellan. Oh,
2: that name sounds familiar. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe it's, I don't know
1: how or why.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I call Bruce kind of a dick, but he's good guy Bruce.
1: Oh, I read some shitty things about the actor. Like he, so it's Colin Douglas big Aww. big name actor he was he called like in interviews he was like this is the worst show i've ever been on it's like childish bullshit it's just dumb <laughs> and then he's he said like i i told everyone there never to ask me again to come back smash cut to 10 years later when he's in horror fang rock yeah <laughs> doctor who uh 70s episode
2: <laughs> oh i was about to be like and his acting career is over doctor who's still on the air
3: <laughs> <Ta-da>.
1: <laughs> no he he definitely came back he's just a crusty old man i also learned this week that patrick troughton like doesn't love stage actors like everyone always blows every like big name stage actor that shows up in the show but troughton referred to them as like speaking into this into space because like when you're doing a play you always like turn and look up (laughs) because you can't like look at the audience or whatever and you just like talk into the air and patrick Troutman was like early early days tv actor like he he had been doing television for a really long time and he just thought it was like a a different and in his mind maybe better like media for acting and then smash cut to colin down in the bunker when every time he's talking to Mary he does not once look at Mary's face (laughs) the entire story he's just looking up into the sky while he talks or like pointing his chest towards the camera and looking out into the non-existent sky (laughs) just doing everything that they teach you in theater acting but does not work on TV gotta reach that unreachable
2: star bud
3: is that a song?
2: Is it a song?
3: That was the question.
2: Go ahead and at Married to Who Pod if you know where that <laughs> song is from.
3: Is it Man of La Mancha? Oh my god. Is it?
2: Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, you can't really call it Man of La Mancha. It's Don Quixote. Hey Jill. Oh. Yeah. Give
1: me something.
4: Um the uh one black character in the show was like I thought she was phenomenal. I'm disappointed at where where they wrote her role. Like I think she could have done the fact a lot that more. She
1: died. The, well, the, and, like, the one her, good guy that dies.
4: Her job is a food taster. Like, she could have been a lot more important, but she was really good. Um, I really loved the uh prominent lady whose name sounds like the other lady's name, Astrid.
1: <laughs> yeah, Astrid Ferrier and Faria.
4: Yeah. She like really stole the show. She was super super dynamic, just, like, killed it.
1: Spoiler alert for MVP.
4: It was cool to see, like, you know, just a a lady very dominantly present. Like, I'm still, like, I like Victoria. I think she does a good job. I'm not impressed with how they're writing Victoria. (laughs) Like, not really giving her anything to do other than, like, be Jamie's, like, arm candy. Whatever, whatever she is. Alex and so I
1: watched this one together and we were joking about it because Jamie is like given a bunch of things to do and he's crushing. It's like, okay you need to infiltrate, you need to save the dude's life and make him love you, and then you need to like escape and give us reports and then sneak back in. He's like, gotcha. No big deal. And then they're like, uh, and Victoria uh, go work in the kitchen. She's like, yes! <laughs> Just like super stoked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get to be a yeah. part of it.
4: But having a female as the head of security was a really nice change of pace and actually giving a female character some importance mm-hmm. was nice.
2: You know who a sleeper hit was? Don't say it. Do you know who a sleeper hit was? Is it the cook? It's the
1: f- No! That is the MVP. Oh.
2: Oh do my not God. no i have to that that man was a gem oh and i won gosh. a six episode series with just him every
3: one of bitching. his lines so just golden
1: th- yeah there. <laughs> people really are kind of torn on the cook um forever until 2013 when this was found in nigeria along with the story we're gonna watch next time um there's barely there's almost no second doctor stuff like we've been able to watch a lot of animations but there those didn't exist until recently so there's very little f- complete second doctor stories and so for this one all they had was episode 3 which is like has nothing to do with the rest of the story basically and is really heavily focused on this fucking cook <laughs> and so that that's part of the reason why it jumped so much in those polls because they would all we had was episode three. People were like, "This story's fucking weird, <laughs> and just like disregarded it,
2: yeah, that makes sense.
4: um, sort of related. It was really nice to watch just one cohesive story that was all the same, mm-hmm. and, like all like we were not jumping between animation and live. And like I feel like we really got to see Patrick Troughton because like we've seen him little bits and pieces, but for a solid six parter, like, and he's playing two characters. It was it was really nice to just, like, get the feel of the whole story all together. And I think that made it, for me, a lot more likable. Like, I liked the story just fine, but I think having it just be the same really helped that. Like, it helped pique my interest in for sure why I rated it so high in the polls.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact number of how many, like, full Patrick Troughton stories there are, but it's pretty small. I think it's single digits. Oh, no. Um, I was going to bring up when we were talking about Faria... That she's played by Cameron Monroe, who went on to do a ton of stuff, but was awarded an OBE by the Queen for her work in the arts. Uh, She started like a like an all black theater company where they did a lot of like big Shakespeare productions with all black casts. And she uh, was very successful for a long time.
2: Good. Good for her.
5: uh jamie gets to call victoria his girlfriend even though she's not there to hear it but i feel like he was taking a lot of pride
1: in that and i found that like is is this jamie's sexiest episode yeah <laughs> like he's he's the fucking man <laughs> in this one like i know I, I like just said it but they're like oh hey we need you to blah 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 and he's like got it and he just crushes and then off screen, when he like comes to talk to Victoria, he's like, oh yeah, I already snuck out and reported to uh, Farrier, and I came back, and everything's fine. It's like, oh, everything's just super easy for this guy from the 1600s. Yeah,
0: you would think security in 2018 would be a lot better. Nana.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean the security that's made of tissue paper and gives their guns to everybody around them?
1: <laughs> hey astrid has a particular set of skills <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a government job what do you want <laughs> it's, like, yeah, I've, no,
2: yeah, it's a fair point all around
1: <laughs> like multiple people break into a room she's like hey all you guys get out of here i got this <laughs> and she just lays on her back kicks a dude's feet out shoots another guy and then hides under the desk it's like fucking easy
3: yeah like like they even walk around the room
5: I also really liked her delivery of the when the bad guys that were shooting at him in the first episode jump into her helicopter to go after them. She just like blankly stares at it. It's going to explode. (laughs) And then it explodes. I'm like, Jesus, does she have like mind powers as well? Like, I know
1: she said it earlier, but it's like you called that so well. (laughs) Um, Fun fact about the helicopter explosion. That is reused footage from the James Bond movie from Russia with Love. (laughs)
5: was that the same case for when the volcano was exploding and all of those buildings were falling over and stuff I'm assuming that's from that's from
1: the James Bond movie fires from Pompeii (laughs) from Pompeii with love
2: (laughs) say stuff I was too excited. I there's said everything. Nothing,
3: there's nothing to complain about. So it's like,
2: yeah, that's it's, it's a good, good episode. It's
3: just good. Oh, the hallway fight. What did you call it? the hallway war?
2: The the war of the hallway. The war
3: of the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> when they go to get Victoria. And is that when he was that guy was supposed to kill what's his face? Denish. Denish. Yeah. And like Two guards are coming down the hallway and Victoria just like pushes a cart and there's like one half, it's not even a half a second. It's like a split second cut and then all of a sudden Jamie and Victoria are standing in front of, is it Salamander? That hallway war made no sense. It was and abrupt. And it was abrupt and a quick cut and all around awkward and it made me laugh. Also, I want killing salts. <laughs> <laughs> Side note.
2: Killing salts? <laughs> just put
1: this in his salt. Surely the salt won't dilute it. Uh, what, what was that character's name, Terry? Federin. Oh, God. So he was the one that's supposed to kill Dinesh, and then he'd get to be the yeah. leader of the European zone. Yeah. And he just couldn't do it, because he's a bitch. Just... Yeah. so... Salamander's like, yeah, hey, everything's fine, buddy. Here, here, drink this. No, the poison you just handed to me isn't in here. But please drink ahead. Right. (laughs) I really did love
5: uh, when... Shoot, I'm going to say this wrong. Faria. Faria, sorry. When Faria would just, like, joke (laughs) about, like, her job of, like, oh, thank you for testing that out. for me. Hugging whatever that drink is.
1: He he hasn't <laughs> yeah. had a drink in days. He's just going to town on that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, what do you do? I'm the food tester. Oh, so you tested this. No. Didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a dope-ass uh, death line, too. Cause first she says, I can only die once, and sadly someone's already beaten you to it. And then she fucking backhands him. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah, like that and was then epic. just immediately dies. Is <laughs> her her last act on this <laughs> mortal plane was to backhand Benic in the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Worth it.
4: Oh. <sighs> yeah, so I honestly thought
5: the um they're not scientists, but the trap people underground were going to kill Astrid when she first showed up. Can you imagine? Up. She goes down Is there and just like gets
1: beaten to death with sticks. Like, <laughs> it's already yeah. a pretty violent story. I mean, they tried. And she's just like, ah, stop it, stop it. Get off me. Astrid's just too durable. Yeah,
3: they haven't seen sunlight. Their bones are so brittle. There's no vitamin D. <laughs>
2: They've had scurvy for days eaten yeah
1: hold on when sorry, Terry, when Salminder does come and bring food, it's we see two crates, one just says meat, and then the but the other one says milk in their minds, there's been a five year <laughs> nuclear holocaust, and he's just bringing fresh milk down, and they think that's fine, no nothing weird about that, but then a newspaper says something about uh. What was it about? Like an election? A vote? A yacht. Oh, (laughs) Something about a yacht crashing. And he's like, this is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: in the beginning, Salamander and not Benek, but the other guy were
1: like in on it together, right? They were creating... (laughs) They were creating the machine (laughs) to cause natural disasters and then they They manned it by bringing all those people down there and convincing them that there was a war, or like, because they were down there to test it, yeah, or to like not test it, but test like a like a nuclear holocaust survival bunker. And then they're like, "Oh, there really was a a war." Okay. So
0: down the road, though they they did actually come at odds, and now they want to kill each other. Like that that was real. No, was that that whole thing? Still
1: a play. Yeah, because Salamander can't have a partner. He wants total world domination. So he discredited Kent because he knew if he could do that and keep Kent alive, then Kent would just... Anything Kent said would be... No one would believe and would think the opposite.
0: Okay. But Kent wanted to kill Salamander so he could take back the
1: power that he's acquired? At this point, he just wanted revenge. to get like his good name back so he couldn't just go kill salamander he needed to get evidence that salamander was evil so that he could be like see i wasn't crazy this whole time all right so was the quote-unquote evidence for the doctor
0: the fucking bill of the catering that he's bringing down (laughs) to the underground people uh 'Cause he's like, how many people are down there? Oh, like eight. Well then why are there catering fifty right. or whatever?
1: He he even at that point said it's still not enough. So he, he never oh, okay. really got his evidence. He just kinda stumbled upon like I guess it was enough for him to like start looking. Right. Okay.
2: Well he he got his evidence. He got the video feed of Ken. Yeah, that was
1: after. What once, once he he agreed at that point once he to like to impersonate Salamander. But also yeah. because he needed to save uh, his companions. Yeah. Who leaves high explosive controlling levers just on a wall <laughs> in
3: the middle of where anyone? <laughs> Sometimes
1: <could be>. you gotta <laughs> kind of run out of a cave and blow it up behind you. <laughs> you just need Half you need to set up James some uh, you know um, contingencies. Cool guys don't look at explosions. No, they're just in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With two rounds in their I don't body. And lived and got onto the Tardis. <laughs> he was doing pretty good.
5: Yeah.
3: That he Which,
1: did. That was a
5: fun death to watch of just him just like flying off into space. That was pretty
2: cool. Yeah, he, he's going to land in another episode
1: somewhere. He's in the time
2: vortex. How tongue-in-cheek. What a great thing to have for the next episode of New Who. Salamander just shows up. Are they calling (laughs)
0: it the Time Vortex at this point? They are not.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Is it just going to be a thing now that everyone or that someone in every episode asks what kind of doctor the doctor is?
1: (laughs) No, that was pretty good.
4: It was. It went on a little too long, though.
1: But also, like, just say yes. <laughs> like, why <laughs>
0: would why, why I be such a dick? You're Dr. Medicine. Yes. Yeah. No further questions. Now I will
1: fix, <laughs> <As> <laughs> long fix your as arm. No further questions. But instead, he's just like, he doesn't even say no. He's just like, ah ha
2: ha. I'm a doctor in the alien sense. What? Yeah, exactly. Number one rule, doctor lies. Number two
0: rule, doctor's an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not raw.
1: Get a shift on. Do so, we have yeah, any X's? <laughs> I was X's? just opening it. I'm so mad that it's called X. <laughs>
4: I know. I was oh, I've been God. thinking about that. I was that like, oh, what is this?
2: <laughs> Holy crap. No, they're excrements, Jill. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing. That, that's lasted longer than a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep is that what it is now
1: that dude is purposely trying to run this company in the ground so he can not file for bankruptcy
0: oh it's been <laughs> x on my phone for like a couple of weeks now
2: oh
1: anyway
0: you guys want some tweets yeah i do a tweet I'll take Wait. an excrement
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, now I gotta leave all that other bullshit in just cause you <laughs> made the same joke twice
0: he's gonna keep
3: saying it to it's laughter. I'm gonna keep
2: saying it Okay. So hey, we
3: have all of our inside jokes that we continuously say that it just still haven't made so it in. Well. <laughs> it just works so
2: well. It works. And I,
0: it's terrible. I can't take full credit. That was an online thing. Someone said that and it made me ch- chortle.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> before, before we get to what people thought, Matt at Neither Time Nor The Space, which is a podcast. It's Neither Time Nor The Space podcast is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> um asks if you had an evil doppelganger what would you do to convince the other marrieds that you were the good one
3: have crippling anxiety
0: Accurate.
1: what
3: if what if the doppelganger
4: is the good one
0: yeah what if the doppel what if my doppelganger is better than me oh no they have oh. to be
5: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's we'll only take up them. right <laughs>
2: That's the thing. Yeah, if you take some random dude off the street, I will beat his ass in StarCraft.
1: Come at me. Uh, sorry, we don't know which one is which. Could you guys play StarCraft? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Shoot him. Shoot that one. Winner winner of this one video game gets Cody's children.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Turns out the dude is just a fucking pro eSports player.
2: <laughs>
3: No, you have to play. My
2: children would be better off. What's
3: the spaghetti game? You're, <laughs> Spag- you're number five in the world. <laughs> number five in the world, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Top spaghetti slapper. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's a game. You gotta, yeah, you gotta be. You made. gotta keep it warm by
0: slapping your spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, like, really you it really seems
3: dirty.
4: You, yeah, it's
0: pretty
3: you were, good. What number were you? You were ranked, weren't you? Yeah. Was it five? No, <laughs> oh. it was three. Oh, sorry. Oh. Number three spaghetti player in the world.
0: <laughs> I do
2: you know, declare.
3: I'm married to someone who's, you know, super yeah. famous.
0: Big deal. Pretty much pretty much famous. Yeah. Big deal. Come at my score. I I would challenge them to a Monster Hunter Monster name challenge. Like, how many like Monster whiz? Hunter
2: monsters can you name?
4: But none Ooh. of us would know, would we?
2: That's yeah, tricky, though. We wouldn't though. know who was right. Ooh, that you that is just true. just
1: fucking anything. <laughs>
2: what yeah. if they make, like, just a list that's oh,
1: God, incredibly hard
0: a... for everybody? It's you gotta be something y'all know. This y'all, is y'all such an like easy me.
1: answer.
4: You just, like, we have so many dogs in our house, and they all know people. <laughs> like, I think my dogs would know which one's the doppelganger and which one's not.
1: My Can dogs would turn
2: on me in a second. <laughs> the doppelganger just rolls in Alex's clothes. Just and his dirty would be laundry. the best
4: one. She'd be the best guess.
2: Nah,
0: she would. She would Only think like thumbs up and just bark the whole time. Yeah,
4: it's me. It's me and my doppelganger. Bark, bark, bark. It's like if it's me, she's gonna know it's me, and if it's my doppelganger, she's probably gonna eat them.
1: <laughs> All of them.
4: The doppelganger.
1: <laughs> Jill's doppelganger. Yeah, sure. You're just fucked, Alex.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. You'll there's just nothing be sitting there yelling,
1: um, "Monster Hunter monsters," and we're just gonna shrug <laughs> and shoot both of you. Yeah. <laughs>
3: We could Google it, right?
0: You'd probably probably be
1: better off shooting both of
0: us,
2: honestly. (laughs) It's a Batsu. A Batsu? It's a Batsu, right?
3: Ooh, ooh. I, Hamilton, sing off.
2: Hamilton, sing off. True.
3: From song one through the whole.
1: But the only person that can confirm that is who? But it's also the most popular musical of the last 20 years. Like, you're not the only one that can do that. Watch me. (laughs) But I mean, there's a good chance your doppelganger would also know how to do no. that. Yeah. Oh, good point. It's no. a wildly popular musical. Like, you think your doppelganger it's doesn't have Disney anymore. Plus? It's
2: fine.
0: <laughs> Who are... I'm on. I'm on Cody's. I'm on Cody's train. I'm gonna one v
1: one him in Counter Strike. At me. <laughs> Whoever wins, let me see
2: that mid smoke doppelganger. Let me see <laughs> that's that right. mid smoke. Good that's luck. A
1: problem. Counter Strikes had the same maps for 25 years, so your doppelganger could have been steady enough. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm better than them. That's we just terrible. keep whichever
4: one wins. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: You need something that's truly, truly unique to you. Oh, well, I'm I'm like uh hoisting myself on my own petard here, because I was gonna say movie still's trivia is how I would differentiate myself but again it would just yeah. be me naming movies to you guys and you'd be like uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> i've guess i seen probably four right. movies in my whole fucking life <laughs>
2: <laughs> so who is the one that got us on a tangent in the last podcast are we being memed on
1: no matt just does this for every podcast now when i asked about the episode he just asked us a random question oh. when's he moving to north dakota uh we don't explicitly say what state we live in <laughs> Most of the he time. does oh like what's what's gonna happen
3: he, he definitely said we were from north dakota in his podcast the, so. see
1: you soon that motherfucker well i'm gonna go look up what town he lives in because i've sent him packages <laughs> before
3: you yorkshire
1: everybody who i've sent the mv he does live too. in north yorkshire <laughs> i mean what Are, is
0: someone gonna come to north dakota and try and find us out of the 10 people that live here I do try.
1: Yeah, I do try to easy. like point us. I do try to point to Fargo as being where we live.
3: We talk about Fargo a <laughs> lot. Oh, yeah, no,
2: that's check my Facebook. I live right dead center of Fargo.
1: <laughs> anyway, moving on to people that had some thoughts about this story. Thanks for your question, Matt. Maybe maybe and, a drum off.
0: I'll do a drum off too. Just as sorry,
1: sorry for calling you a prick like three episodes ago. He <laughs> 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 posted that on Twitter. <laughs> he's like oh just listening to my friend's podcast where i got called a prick
3: (laughs) yeah who said that what context was that
1: that that's me i called him a troll for uh just shitting on (laughs) the tube of the Cybermen, saying it was the worst episode ever oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) um yeah love matt please listen to neither time nor space podcasts they're way better than this bullshit James at James Swift95 says, probably my favorite Trouton story. I think you get some really strong material here. Agreed. Favorite so far?
3: Oh yeah. Number five.
1: Five. (laughs) Yeah. It's the only one in this season that isn't a monster and a so this is the monster season. This is the base under siege season. And this one just kind of takes a turn and is like hey, what about this, like, spy thriller? And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, it is fun when other things happen. <laughs> but they were designing the show at the time to be sold overseas because this this is when all of a sudden there's huge money in licensing shows to other countries. So they're selling it all over the world and the shows that are being super successful at that, things like The Avengers and uh, some other bullshit, they're episodes are all just it, you, like it's they're made so you can watch them in any order and you, when you watch it you know who everybody is and you know what's happening so it's just like doctor companions monster base got it boom but this one is made by all people who are like huge um Doctor Who figures so this is written by David Whittaker who is the first we've talked about him a bunch he's the first doctor who script editor. Mostly at this point becomes known as like the person who isn't Terry Nation that writes all the Dalek stuff. But here he's just got uh, just a fun story and he will still uh, get a couple more from him as we go on. This is directed by Barry Letts, his first appearance in a Doctor Who credit. But he's going to go on to direct five more stories. He writes four stories. He's the producer for five years, the entire third Doctor era. He's the one who cast Tom Baker as the Doctor. And in the 80s, he comes back as an executive producer. So, like, Barry Letts is going to be a huge name for us going forward for a really long time. It's like, all these people that are really huge figures in Doctor Who all work on this one story together. And um, it's it's just like, it shows that, like, these are the cream of the crop of our writers and directors and showrunners.
0: All in one juicy nugget of a story yeah boy okay and and like decent production like there was there was some money putting into these episodes oh yeah
1: oh barry Lett says in an interview later he's like oh yeah when i directed doctor who and i was like oh i want a helicopter and i want a uh what what's the thing that floats A
0: hovercraft a hovercraft
1: <laughs> and <laughs> there he's like nobody said anything and i just got to do them it's like, then I ran the show for a long time, and people be like, oh, I want a helicopter and a hovercraft, and I'd be like, who's going to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> he's in a lot of the 70s DVDs, obviously, uh, doing interviews, and he frequently just mentions, like, God, I wish I was not producing the show, I just want to direct, I hate producing, <laughs> but he's just really good at it uh b t Flimity at your cool ninety one says this is such a nice change of pace during a very monster heavy run around era of the show. If more trout stories were like this minus the unfortunate brown face, I would like this era better overall.
3: yeah, seems legit
1: we We get a few more not traditional stories. what my favorite is still to come, and I'll point that out when it happens but uh they, it is a lot of running around on earth with monsters Janelle Hobbs and J. Christine H first earlier in the day tweeted something very nice about us about something hilarious that I said so thank you <laughs> I don't believe it I
3: was like that's not <laughs> Did, true Didn't happen. <laughs> there's no
1: way I, it was during a time when you guys were all talking too so I just edited you out so I could have my like super good thing in there <laughs>
0: He's drunk with power. We have to take him out. <laughs> Definitely drunk.
1: Um, Janelle, sa-
0: <laughs>
1: Janelle says, first, right out of the gate, what the heck was that accent? Troughton <laughs> plays Salamander really well, except for that accent. Also, the brown face was unnecessary. They just could have made up some random European country for the look like to be from. Yeah, you know, they could have made him look like him.
0: You know, like Spaniards look. Yeah, white.
1: He could have been from fucking Australia. (laughs) He could have been from anywhere. Basically, it's another brilliant or Janelle goes on. Basically, it's another brilliant story soured by all the casual racism. The only crumb the team gets is that they don't try to paint Salamander as a villain because he's Mexican or overly stereotype him. And thankfully he isn't the only major villain thanks to Kent. As for the story outside that, I love it and really enjoy how much they leaned into the spy thriller vibes, especially through the music. Every character is well fleshed out and has dynamic motivations, so the slow build-up of the unfolding mystery is tense and exciting. Jamie and Victoria confronting Salamander slash the Doctor is a brilliant scene. That girl was about to backhand a dictator. As is the confrontation between the Doctor and Salamander at the end... Also, say hello to Milton Johns' Bendik, everyone. He plays the best slimy henchman. I did mention we'll see him again. Finally, one of the best lines in the show is when Astrid is questioning the doctor's academic qualifications, and he responds, which law? Whose philosophies, eh? I really could go on about the serial and the next one, but I will leave it here. Ooh, something to look forward to.
3: Okay, the moment where Victoria goes to just backhand the doctor and he falls (laughs) out of his chair. He's like, wait, it's me. Ha ha, gotcha. You would hit your old friend
1: the doctor, huh?
3: Please don't hurt
1: me. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
3: don't fuck
1: me, huh? He really does bitch out there. He's like, No, 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 baby.
3: Yeah, like immediately, and it was pretty funny.
0: (laughs) That is interest like the whole character of Salamander. The only reason he had the accent and had the color he had was because they said he was from the Yucatan. It had nothing to do with what he was doing, what his goals were. Like, it had nothing to do with that he was, yeah. like, a shitty dude. Like, good on writing. That was that was great.
1: But, like, he, it's, it had to have been Troughton. Like, he likes doing voices. He likes painting himself up. He likes just doing different. Like, we talked about before, but he originally wanted to play the doctor in blackface and have a turban because he didn't want to be recognized on the street. He wanted to be able to go home and just live his life.
3: Did he get that popular?
1: Yeah, it was a wildly popular television show.
3: Was it?
1: (laughs) Millions. Millions, Sam.
3: (laughs) Tens of people watch this every (laughs) week. (laughs) Anyways. In
1: 1968, the UK had 55 million people. Here's how many watched this. I like to keep track of ratings. Episode 1, 6.8 million. Episode 2, 7.6. Episode 3, 7.1. Episode 4, 7.8. Episode 5, 6.9. Episode 6, 8.3. We got back up to that 8 million number. So we're talking... Twelve and a half percent of the population watching every episode of Doctor Who? That's insane. And you said it was
0: international
1: now, right? So that's just in the UK. I mean, that's how we found this story in 2013. It was in the vault of a television studio in Nigeria. Damn. Man, they probably made pence upon pence. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> when uh which one am i editing right now abominable snowman i think was found in a uh like a basement like a church basement in china china (laughs) china i gotta do it
0: i it's just it
1: (laughs) uh makes me laugh (laughs) it's a witch hunt (laughs)
2: <laughs> how many years has that guy been out of office now not how enough how oh long god. do you think he's gonna be irrelevant not
3: too long
2: yeah he's it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be way too long
3: it's going to be forever he's going to be in all the history books everyone's gonna know america and him and,
1: and China. it is the
3: stain on our
1: country until the rest of his party has the balls to separate themselves from him <laughs> god like even desantis in it who's openly running against him, wouldn't say in an interview this week that Trump lost the election. (laughs) He, like, was really dancing around it. He's like, well, you know, I want people to like me. (laughs)
3: Santis is also not a great person. You need
1: the Trump vote if you're gonna Uh, win. That's exactly it. Like, he's just the other Trump who's not been indicted three times. So, like, that's his whole platform.
3: It's it's a mess over here, people.
1: (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... And Mike Pants is just running around doing any TV that anyone will let him do. So, so he can, uh, him, He's got a face like a turkey. Maybe oh. one day get to double digits.
3: Canada? Anyone? Canada? 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 Canada?
1: <laughs> we're going <laughs> Canada. to Canada next week. Let's go to Cardiff. Yeah, we're going on Monday. Canadians. Okay, let's go
3: to Cardiff and then not come back. here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Deal. All right. Got a few more fun facts we'll do here quick. David Troughton, Patrick's one of Patrick's sons, appears as a guard. He'll show up later in the seventies as a as like a character that gets lines. We'll talk about it when it happens. Uh, he also shows up in David Tennant's era in the episode Midnight as like the professor uh, on the one where they're all on like a bus and there's like a monster and they outside. They
3: get locked in there and, they're and they all on a, talk at the planet. same time. Yeah, yeah. We'll never forget that episode.
1: Everyone forgot it except you, Sap. You're the only one that remembers.
3: It's a weird episode. Cody Go is Google. Like, he really did forget. <laughs> How did you forget this episode?
2: Was this the one where they like appear in the desert or some shit? Nope. No, it
0: was. Well, they were going through the desert, but it it's not isn't desert. Th-
2: well, I mean, it's, it's an
0: alien it's, planet. Sure, it's an alien planet with no water around. It's like diamond um, rocks. <laughs> Yeah. Christmas
3: isn't a diamond. Oh, top yeah.
0: cast, Catherine Tate. No, this is no, She no, wasn't no. in it. She though. wasn't in it. That was Cody's favorite thing because she yeah. wasn't in this whole they, episode. She's in the beginning they, of like,
3: mm. She's like, I'm gonna go to the spa. And then ah. he goes like on the trip.
2: Wait, like the spa
1: planet. Yeah. No. Well, it, yeah? it's a big spa on a planet that no one lives on. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway. got him. Yep. Nail it. So he's he's been in Doctor a bunch of times. It's great. Happy to see him. Fraser Hines and Deborah Watley were on holiday for episode four. Didn't even notice. There's, there's a lot of characters in this one. A lot going on. This is the final story produced by Ennis Lloyd. We've been talking about him for a long time. The third ever producer of Doctor Who. He produced 77 total episodes. You went
3: on with a bang.
1: Starting with Celestial Toymaker. He, he was the one who did the transition from to Troughton. Uh, Peter Bryant, former story editor... And the pers- he produced Tomb of the Cybermen is like, a trial run, is going to be the next producer and will be the producer for the next 52 episodes. So, like, produced how? Like, funded it? No, the BBC funds it. They run the show. They run the show. Yeah. Do you remember when we watched the docudrama uh, Adventure in Time and Space? And it went through the creation of Doctor Who. The very first producer, uh, Verity Lambert. Like, she hires the director, the writer, everybody, you know, just runs it. Ah, uh, the big boss, head honcho. Back in, in in all of Classic Who, there is a producer and a script editor. The producer runs the show, the script editor hires the writers, and edits the scripts. These days, that's all one person. So, T. Davies and Stephen Moffat and Chris Chibnall, they do everything. And it's just one position. But they there's also... They're the showrun. They're also producers while while they're doing that. But they're basically in charge of everything. Huh. This is the first story to air using 625-line videotape. What is it? 625 lines of, like, uh, definition. As opposed to before, they've been using 405-line tape. And they will continue to use this 625-tape. Until one of the David Tennant specials where they finally switched to h d oh my God, so the definition we get in this one remains for the next forty years.
2: Ah, uh, the definition is pretty good, except for the scene where the doctor runs into the ocean
1: or sea or whatever. I think that was film. I'm talking about the videotape they use when they're in the studio. hmm, God, you know a lot about that. <laughs> Uh, Barry Letts said in an interview, he directed this. We talked about him. Uh, he said in an interview on a different DVD that he was disappointed that episode three was the only one that existed because it was dull and doesn't have anything to do with the story. The remaining episodes were found in 2013, four years after his death.
3: Oh,
1: super sad. Um, Mary Peach, who played Astrid, agreed to be in the story. Because her kids wouldn't believe she was a real actress until she appeared in Doctor Who. Jeez. Oh,
3: Get ripped.
1: <laughs> she also initially declined the role because um, Astrid basically goes away after episode four and doesn't come up, doesn't show up again. So they changed the script to keep her in it because they wanted her. Good. And they were right to. To see you see yeah. how the how the story starts with just like a clenched ass shot of.
0: yeah jake and i were watching it he's gonna check that ass out (laughs) it
1: she knew where the camera was and she was working it and they knew what she was doing and they were working it too uh that's everything i got terry it's now time for you to say some stuff that'll probably get edited out but we won't have to hear it later oh okay uh <laughs> <laughs>
2: just the absolute acceptance of so
1: it. So defeated. Oh, okay. oh, this is the part where Terry says stuff he didn't get to say because he doesn't know how to exert himself.
5: Go. I really enjoyed the sets. All of the um like practical props. The beach was super fun. Just is just a cute moment. Uh but just the the detailed work of like Salamander going down to the bunker, that whole shot
1: was really fun to watch. The, the interior... Shot of the tube, like, going down. I don't know how they did that, but it looked incredible. Yeah. And they just keep cutting different camera angles of it, just zipping down this thing that I'm sure someone made in a shoebox and just, like, kept throwing <laughs> it down. Right. But it looked great. Jake and I, at the same time, were like, ooh, he's going down.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, the interior of Kent's Bungalow, I believe it was, or Astrid's Bungalow. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Bungholio. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just uh, let it go, Terry. I made it get out. Just the <laughs> crazy wallpaper and everything. And like, I think one was snakeskin, and then the other one was like sound waves or something like that. It was crazy. I was like, what on earth is happening in this house? Uh, and then the people that were down in the bunker themselves. Their outfits reminded me of it's like two episodes ago or two stories ago with the crazy plastic visors. It reminded me of their outfits of just how like all just just lines and geometric shapes, and they're like, ah, this looks like a pajama. You can wear this. This is what they wear in the future. And I think you're
1: talking about Ice Warriors. That might be it.
5: Yeah. That was really fun. But otherwise, uh, Patrick, j- I love the scene of him trying to mimic uh, Salamander and getting into that, <laughs> the voices and stuff. Like, you know, he plays that character, but just him trying to, like, find his way into it. It's like, oh, that's funny. And just his his work with all of that, too, is just great. It's always fun mm-hmm. just playing a split personality in a show and it's like okay switch to this character go to this character and it's just playing them in different scenes and you never knew exactly like which person you were with in that scene until they're like oh but it's me and it's like it's i enjoyed that a lot
1: he did that really well cody
2: no you're
1: supposed to say it's his job it's
0: oh. a job. <laughs> oh, he was that's... already I in think... like MVP mode. <laughs> he has not listened to a single
1: fucking word that Terry has said.
3: Terry starts talking and just immediately hears done.
1: <laughs> oh, All right. Anyone else have anything before we move on to MVPs? Troughton. <laughs> Cody played the sound of applause in our ears.
3: It was not Cody. No, it, was oh. it, was
1: it was me. Oh. It was me. But it was, should have been
2: me. It was very well-timed.
1: Hey, Cody, who's your MVP?
2: The cook. Ah, I patient. had you all fooled. Terry, what's his name? Reg Lie. Oh, yeah. Excuse me? That's a weird-ass name. It's probably
5: Reg. Reg Lie. Reg <laughs> <laughs> He looks like a Reg. It's
2: right. Like...
1: <laughs> reg, <laughs> yo, what's up, I'm I Reg? I was hoping by clicking on the name it would give me a pronunciation. It does not. Uh, Terry, who's your MVP? Patrick Troughton Samantha.
3: The cook. The cook. The. <laughs> cook.
0: What show? What show are you watching? I
1: mean, we all know the doctor's the cook. He's just watching Jamie and Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh,
0: Joe
4: Patrick Trouton,
0: Alex. P Trout,
1: my boy. Trout is great, but my MVP is Mary Peach Astrid Ferrier. She ran this entire episode. She was the the plot pusher from beginning to end. Troughton, apart from playing Salamander, which is great. He isn't the doctor very much. The doctor really doesn't do a whole a lot in the story. Uh, so Astrid is the kind of the, the main character of a, a huge chunk of this. And Mary Peach, first of all, just an awesome name. Sounds like it should be a Doctor Who name. And she's just fucking crushed. And a lot of really good butt shots.
3: Butt shots.
1: Butt shots. For next time, (laughs) we have the other story that was found in 2013. They had found all the episodes. Sometime between when they found it and when they got back to the BBC, one of the episodes was missing. So, Someone's gonna make a aww. lot of money one day. Uh, well, they the people who look for these have said for a fact that there are missing episodes just in private collections, and people are just hanging on to them. Yeah, but makes sense.
3: Yeah, imagine being like the biggest Doctor Who fan, and you go back and like watch one of the stories without, and you have the only episode, and you just <laughs> right? watch it, just like.
1: Just jerking off. Just
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm the only one. It's gotta
0: be like a fan who meets another fan at a convention or something. He's like, hey man, do you really wanna bust your nuts right now? Come and watch this unseen. (laughs) What it really is, is a bunch of old
1: whites that are just have it sitting in a vault and are just like, Oh, my kids will sell it one day. And the BBC can't like doesn't have money because they're government funded. And so they can't just be like, Oh, we'll give you what you want for it
0: i j- i like my story better where people are like fucking while watching this because no one else can see it except them <laughs> in this
1: moment so the lottery right now is like one and a half billion we just win that and then we just call up this guy we'd be like who's got him and then we go and we're like we just tear it off give it to him and then we just roll up to the PDC and just say you're welcome <laughs> didn't someone already win that in florida if that was the Powerball. There is the Mega Millions. That's oh, okay. also really big. Anyway, um, sorry. Anyway, it's called the Web of Fear. It's six episodes. On it is on BritBox, but episode three is a recon, so it's still images. But I have two DVDs of it because they release it on DVD, and then they release like a Blu-ray. So I have two that have the third episode animated. So one of you couples gets to watch the animated. One of you has to watch it <laughs> in a recon. <laughs> or you both can, and I'll watch a recon, whatever. Um, The six-episode thing is just how it is from, for a while. We're not going to get back to four episodes for a story for a long time. Should have been a
3: two-parter.
0: Sick. Yeah, you're right. That does have way different meaning nowadays.
1: (laughs) It's my favorite. (laughs) But, you know, we were, Alex and I were talking, like, pretty soon, we're going to have, like, three weeks in a row where there's going to be new Doctor Who. And we'll have to do an episode every week for three weeks. And then very soon after that, there's going to be a Christmas special. And then very soon after that, there's going to be an eight-episode season where we'll have to record every week. Yes. (laughs) And it'll be sometime after that we finish the Troughton era and get into color Doctor Who. No. (laughs) Hey.
0: So how do we finish (laughs) D&D before that happens? Uh, The DM (laughs) figures that out. (laughs) no, 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 no. Because you guys got to agree on a time to meet. Yeah, every other Wednesday. How
4: about we finish this podcast
3: before we have that conversation? Everyone listen to our D&D
1: problem. Alex do the song. <laughs> This has been Married to Who, our episode on End of the World. i behalf half myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, please join us next time for The Web of Fear. <laughs>